Hi, welcome to one of the first episodes of my podcast, Stories by Verve. Today, I have my first ever guest by the name of... Ah, I'm Alex. Alex, <laughs> hello everyone. <laughs> yeah, and the guiding question for today's podcast, for today's episode is, what's it like being a pianist studying at a music conservatory? Interesting stories by interesting people. Stories by Vera V. So to start, I just want to confirm, what time is it for you? Oh, it's 2 30 p.m. in the Do you know what time it is for me? <laughs> yeah, it's half five. No, it's 6 30 a.m. A.m. Yeah. Oh, uh, before the sunrise. No, 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 it's all good. Um, but before we get started, though, I have a request. Mm. So I've been, you're British, right? <laughs> I am. Yeah. So I've been watching a British show on Netflix lately. Um, do you know it's called Sex Education? How British I would call that, I'm not sure. But yes, it's Wait, why? <laughs> it's got a British cast, but it seems more more American. American setting, everything seems more yeah. American than it is British. Okay. But I mean, the cast is English. The cast, right. Mm. So I was wondering if I could do my British accent and you could tell me where I sound like I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. I'm just, I don't know. I don't know if it's like passable if you would actually think I'm British. Um, no, I'm sure. I'm sure you'll sound, just, <laughs> it'd be natural. Nat, go on, give it your best Natural. Talk. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can try for sure. For sure. <laughs> I don't really know how to do the British was accent. That it? <laughs> yeah, was that it? That was, that was it? That was it. We'll call does it sound like I'm from, you can try again. Does it sound like I'm from Manchester? <laughs> How's that? <laughs> um it's okay it's okay uh yeah no it's the best i could it's not okay no oh (laughs) no it's not okay out of 10 out of 10 out of 10 for generosity purposes i'll give you a three (laughs) (laughs) that bad yeah it wasn't great it wasn't great i'm disappointed in myself but if you had to pinpoint it to a location somewhere where would it be like what does it sound like i'm from your accent yes my british accent can you, can you just can you do it one more time okay i'll do it one more time i love tea and it's a tuesday <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i still wouldn't think you're british really okay um, but if you just really had to it, try it sounds it sounds it sounds more southern um southern so, oh yeah like a little bit like from london Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm fine with that. Mm. Adele's Cockney, right? That's her accent. Adele's? I think she is. I've not really heard her voice much. Okay. I'm not mad about that. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, for every other British person listening, uh, Mm -hmm. at least she's done a a southern accent and not a northern accent. Uh huh. And then the British people here will get angry at that. Fascinating. (laughs) You're recording, turn off. (laughs) You're fine. Okay. So, anyway. What's today mm. been like for you so far? Uh, today's been the easy day, which is why I think I picked mm-hmm. this, this kind of schedule day. Um, I had mm-hmm. one lesson at one o'clock. Yeah. And that was a, it was a professional studies option, which I picked. So uh, it's the, this part of the course is teaching me how to teach. So it's a oh. music tuition course. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, well, for me, the goal is to one day be a concert pianist, but after that, yeah. I'd like to teach as well really and so yeah 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 uh-huh uh so having having like a little up-and-coming kid that works his way through the ranks and all that and becomes another star 
Uh-huh. Not that that's important, but I like that. I like to inspire <laughs> kids as well. I think, uh-huh. well, I think we'll get into all of that later, but uh, basically yeah. it's teaching me how to teach and give my own lessons okay. as well. Uh-huh. So do you so, work with like a, with a child that you're teaching in that class? Uh, so it's very new. I've only had a few lessons with it. Uh-huh. Um, and I will eventually, uh, for my assignment, I'll have to write, I think it's a 3,000 word essay along with oh. a 50 minute video. <laughs> No, uh, that's so a it's, lot. <laughs> it's a so it's okay. Fifteen minute teaching okay. video mm-hmm. with a student, and I'm and I'm teaching them uh, using examples we've taught in the yeah in the lessons beforehand. Mm-hmm. And it just it kind of gets us ready for what life would be like as a teacher when I'm older. Yeah. So regarding so, teaching, what's in that class? What's the top thing you learned? That's so interesting. Um, well, so far I've. Because we have just started, or the year for us has just begun, I'm not sure what it's like in America. So mm-hmm. okay. uh, this is our third week at the moment. And uh-huh. we're, we're kind of delving a little bit into the psychology of teaching. Okay. Um, so rather basic things at the moment, maybe just if, if it's a, a young student at the moment, mm-hmm. what inspires them? How do we keep them inspired as opposed uh-huh. to teaching a student who is in conservatory and... yeah. He knows what they're doing and the more advanced techniques to teach them. Mm-hmm. So okay. the different types of people we'll be teaching. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think eventually we'll delve more into small details. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Of teaching. Yeah, yeah. But have you gotten into your own psychology? <laughs> I don't know. That's a yeah. weirdly formulated question, but... A little bit. What do you, what do you mean exactly my psychology? Do you mean the way so that you said... I teach? No. So you said that... In this, I guess, portion of the class that you're in so far, mm. you've been talking about what inspires students and whatnot. What inspires mm. you to continue playing? <laughs> it's difficult to answer. I, yeah, when I'm talking bet. about these kind of things, I always find uh-huh. it very difficult because this this kind of topic for me is not something that I can easily put into words, should we say. For me, it's just it's a, it's a feeling. Uh, it's something that I, I can't live without music, very simply. Uh-huh. Um, I, I was brought up with music quite literally from the day I was born. Uh, really? Mom, from the day you were born? My mum, when she was pregnant with me, she always used to play this specific recording of a piece of music to me. And from uh-huh. the day I was born, I heard it. So I was always surrounded <laughs> really? by this. Have uh-huh. um, you played yeah, it? Did, that like, recording, do you know how to play it? Yeah. The, the piece of music, no, not yet. God, no. It's oh, very difficult. Okay, okay. what but is it's, it? It's, uh, well, it's it's Rachmaninoff's third concerto. Okay. For anyone's listening that knows music, you can have a check that out. All uh, I had to hear was Rachmaninoff, and then I just knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers breaking straight away. I thought yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I bet. Um, but it's kind of I I know that I love to play music and it's something Mm -hmm. that will never go away yeah so it's more for the people that are listening I think that I think that music all types of music but especially classical music in my -hmm. my opinion can help people to heal it can help people to have moments of like not meditation but to Mm -hmm. reflect upon their life to relax be happy to cry it brings uh-huh. up all these emotions, and I think I'm very blessed and lucky to be able to to study and help these people have these emotions and feelings and experiences because it really is just that magical and that good. Uh-huh. Um, I just I think it's such a shame that that 
the classical music has the stereotype of being uh-huh. the upper class snobby yeah. because it's, re- it's really not it's, it's uh-huh. really really not there is so much to explore and uh-huh. there's so much to learn and discover and you from my studies I've kind of branched a little bit into jazz I meet people uh-huh. on different courses as well that don't study classical music people sing people yeah. play trumpet people play drums guitar you know some of my mm-hmm. best friends are in a band as well as just classical music you meet so many great people mm-hmm. and I just I'd like to be able to show people that it's it's not it's not so bad mm-hmm. so before every performance of yours is that something you think about like and you channel yourself into I try to. I struggle. I struggle very much with nerves. I'm an awful really? person with stage fright. Really, <laughs> really, really badly. I used to sing in a choir as well. Mm-hmm. And before competition with the choir, I remember telling my teacher or my choir director, yeah. uh-huh. "I can't do this. I'm going to be sick <laughs> just before we go on stage. <laughs> We're getting ready to line up, and yeah. I'm there like so, so I need to go." <laughs> <laughs> and and um, these were live live competitions. You had all the cameras and the cameras were getting to me and the lights and stuff. And I was like, I can't do it. Punch, push me on stage. Because the way we went on stage, um, I'm, a, I'm a bass baritone. So yeah. the way we walked mm-hmm. on stage is the basses walk on first, followed by yeah. tenor, alto, then soprano. So mm-hmm. we're the first people to walk on as well. So it's, it was very, very nerve-wracking. But before yeah. <laughs> I played... Um, before I play, I like to think of the other people. I like to think about who I'm doing it for as well. My mum okay. plays a huge part in mm-hmm. in why I play. So I think about that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll never forget one thing that um, I always remember before concerts is that I was giving a concert once and I played, yeah. uh, it was one of my first concerts. I played mm-hmm. at school and I played a Rachmaninoff elegy. Oh. If you haven't already figured <laughs> out, everyone listening, I love Rachmaninoff. He's a favourite yeah. of mine. Uh-huh. Um, and I had someone come up to me afterwards, it was a little girl, and she mm-hmm. said that she she was so inspired by what she was listening to, and she loved it so much that she started to draw a picture. Oh, um, because it just got her her, her mind flowing. She drew this mm-hmm. picture, and she said it made her think of so many different things, and she loved it so much, and it really inspired her. Yeah. So for me, that was proof because I mm-hmm. I love to tell a story when I play. I have my own personal stories in my head when I play mm-hmm. what the music means to me. Yeah, and I think it creates infinite other stories for all the other people that listen. Oh, for sure. I think uh-huh. it's, so that, that kind of keeps me, keeps me going. That's incredible. If I can tell a story, I believe mm-hmm. that other people can just sit and reflect and have their own stories as well. And it, it's, if I play the piece well, then it's, uh, <laughs> it's usually good. <laughs> I love that approach, but what's the, what's, I guess, okay. There's no right way of asking this, but what's the worst that you've ever played when performing? Do you, can you pinpoint a specific moment? Yeah, I played a concert. There was mm-hmm. about, there must have been 500, 600 people. Oh my gosh. I had, um, I was on stage. It was early in the morning. So obviously okay. being a mm-hmm. night out, I was not on top of my game that morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, and I had, I, had a, I had a memory lapse. Oh, oh no. And instead of, <laughs> instead of playing forwards, I played backwards and found the way uh-huh. So you have a piece of music and they always say, don't stop and go back to the bit that you kind of... You have to continue. Right? You have to continue. Yeah, yeah I do, okay, I've I been do told. that now. Mm-hmm. But back then I didn't. So um, <laughs> for dramatic effect, I managed to find a... kind of improvise my way to a, to, to a cliffhanger. Okay, okay. That, that kind of made sense. And uh-huh. thought, like, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> sure, no? go ahead. 
It's okay. And I'll just, bleep it out. So it's thinking, okay, you bleep it out. And I thought, holy <laughs> yeah. shit. <laughs> and I, I managed to work my way back to the section that I was on. So I didn't go back a few bars. I managed uh-huh. to improvise my way back, like maybe a couple of pages. I just played the mm. whole thing again and then worked my way. <laughs> and I called my mom afterwards and I said, oh my God, I was almost nearly in tears. I ruined the performance. Oh, it was terrible. Uh-huh. But not, no one really noticed though. I was able really? to kind of, you play, you play, you play. I've had a memory lapse. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Uh, change the, change the harmony, cliffhanger. I go straight back to the section that I was on and I begin all over again. <laughs> That's um, really funny. <laughs> no, it was it wasn't funny the moment, I'll tell you that. I bet. Um, <laughs> no, I was really in tears to my master. I was like, how could I play doing this? <laughs> being this kind of pianist, it was awful. Yeah. It wasn't what great, but it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens what do you a think, lot. What do you think the memory lapse was related to? Just because you haven't learned, learned the piece enough? Oh. The way I learned, yeah. Um wait, how long was the piece? Only five minutes, five six minutes. Okay. Uh-huh. So it was a it was a shorter piece. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the way I learned, it was a piece that was far too difficult for me, but I loved it so much. Yeah. Okay. That uh, I, I was going to learn it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if I get things in my head, I like to do them, regardless mm-hmm. of whether. So like for example, I mean, don't tell my teacher. If if my okay. teacher's listening, I'm I'm sorry, but she said don't learn the. the <laughs> the etude, the study that I've, I've been trying mm. to know at the moment. And she said, do a different one. So uh-huh. I'll do the different one and I'll also do what she told me not to do. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because I want to do it. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, uh, the way I learned was difficult. It was very muscle memory, repetitive uh-huh. work. And I think with learning muscle memory and mindless repetition of a piece is if you go wrong in performance like uh-huh. I did you don't know where to find yourself again oh for sure you have to start from a specific point then only <clears throat> then you can continue yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. it's like playing oh uh, how, how do I say imagine playing yeah well it, it is as it says playing a piece okay. of music playing the wrong note but because it's all muscle memory you're not really aware what's going on and then you're like what's the uh-huh. next note oh, and before you know it you stopped how do you exactly learn now? Because I, I feel like I just do it by muscle memory now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I'd say I'm in the process of switching up how mm-hmm. I learn, learning learning new techniques that aren't necessarily learning, learning notes of a piece, but mm-hmm. rather the sounds of the piece instead. Um, okay. To say, to say in short, if you were to play a major third in C major, it's the same as a major third in F major. Yeah. Uh-huh. So being able to learn this way and hear everything before you play it and go you have da 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 know the semitone mm-hmm. between yeah and then play it a different key you mm-hmm. can play anything in any key at any speed um wow and but but tr- by, by trying to avoid habits as well so mm-hmm. if you play something once with the right hand can you play it again with the left hand or can you do it cross mm-hmm. hands i don't know with your foot <laughs> or whatever you want you know anything yeah just don't repeat the same thing you need to just know the music and it's mm-hmm. something that I'm finding incredibly difficult at the moment because it's brand new to me. But, I bet, um, yeah. Over the past few weeks, I'm beginning to feel like it is having a positive effect on uh-huh. how I'm beginning to see music now because I'm being able to hear separate voices in my head and then play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my pitch is getting better as well. I was talking to my friend earlier. Uh, I'm yeah. giving him pitches to learn in intervals. I can, I can do all that. I can give you a C sharp or a G sharp or an E uh-huh. flat. Wow, um, and it's it's all because of this new of this new teaching. It's just very mm. difficult at the moment, but it gets easier yeah. the more you do it. 
I think so too, because then you're able to perceive music more widely, if that makes sense. Beyond just so, yeah. notes, you know? Yeah, you've seen the people, if you see not the people, the memes of the people like uh, or the person on the bus and someone's taking a picture of them because he's just reading this big score of music. Yeah. And, uh-huh. to, to, and this person took the picture and they went, why is he reading music? But of course, if you have this picture, you can hear what you're reading oh, in your sure. head and it just helps to learn more music better and your memory improves. Uh-huh. And it just makes life easier, really, because then you can play more music and help more people. And can you do that? People. Can you do that? If I gave you a sheet of music, could you read it right now and like sound it out in your head? Uh, very slowly. Uh, uh-huh. not, I'm not great at it yet, but I could, I, slowly I could. Um, and That's really incredible. As well. I used to have to, we were given uh, Gregorian chant music. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> like, as we were performing. So we'd all line up oh. in, our, in, in our stands and our choir director would be like, right, here's your music. <gasps> and we'd have to sing it. <laughs> and we'd have to sing it there and then. So my sight reading had to be very, very good. Um, yeah. It wasn't, but it eventually was. Oh. <laughs> it, it got there. Um, so that helps a lot as well. But. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So on the topic of practicing, how much have you practiced today besides your lesson, if we don't count oh, that? You've really asked me this, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> so none today. None. <laughs> no, I, um, uh-huh. I was in late. I was in late until about half 11 last night practicing. And because okay. I have an easier day, I decided to stay in a little bit until, you know, eight. And then I uh-huh. got in for must have been half 11, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have my lesson I'm yeah. now having this this talk with you and after yeah. that I will go and practice um, I like to stay until about half 11 is my time okay so you mm-hmm. said that Tuesdays are your rest days right just kind of like an yeah. easier day <clears throat> so mm-hmm. how would that compare to a day that's very loaded which day of the week is that uh, that'll be tomorrow my first Wednesday. lesson starts at yeah Wednesday my first lesson starts at 9 in the morning uh-huh. and I finish at 7 and those oh. are those, but those are those are just lessons. So I'm going to have to fit in uh-huh. practice time after that as well. So you have like an hour break between lessons. So how many lessons rooms. is that? I think I've got five tomorrow. Five oh lessons, gosh. but there'll be like an hour break between some of them. So in that uh-huh. time, I'm going to have to find a place to practice or get some academic work done. Just because That's otherwise I will be behind. Yeah, it, it is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's fun though. I think tomorrow we have our ensemble lessons as well. So I'm playing with two violinists at the mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and that's really interesting. It is. We're playing Shostakovich. So there okay. seems to be a very heavy Russian theme going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Shostakovich five preludes at the moment. Um, and uh, I need to learn the music for that, which is mm-hmm. happening. But uh, it should be fun. It should be fun tomorrow. Do you track and your it, practicing? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go on, ask. Do you track your practicing in any way? I try to. I have a Uh a music notebook, which I got from uh, Tiffany Poon. Anyone listening who knows her? She's a brilliant pianist. I know her. I follow her, I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, She was giving away, uh, not giving away, selling notebooks for a limited Uh amount of time. I thought I have to get one. So I got one of them. And every now and then, I write my, my practice login. I don't do it often. Uh-huh. Um, okay. I tend to just write like loads of crazy notes in my music, uh-huh. as opposed to kind of saying half an hour has been done. Here's what I've learned. These are the bars I've learned. Uh-huh. Uh, I, don't, I just don't really do it. Um, uh-huh. I, I think once I get stuck into the music, it just I kind of it breaks that cycle of 
concentration if I go right I've done that right let's just stop write it all down because uh-huh. I, I think I remember it anyway so uh-huh. are you familiar with um the state of flow state of flow no what is it you don't know what Tell it me. is oh okay well, well I've never heard of the term but it, we might uh-huh. call it something different so no yeah, I'm pretty sure you, you know what it is but um I've read it in a book <clears throat> and I mean I've heard of it before but it just kind of refreshed my memory so I wanted to ask it's hmm. it's state of I guess feeling in a sense where you're just so concentrated you don't feel time passing at all and that's what oh yeah yeah so do mm-hmm. you feel like with every practice that you do or every lesson you get into a state of flow or are there oh, some days that not. just really uh-huh. no definitely definitely not. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to yeah but, well of course being human everyone has days where you go oh I'm really tired or I just can't concentrate today yeah whether whether you had a bad sleep or you've been rushing around or you have other things going on that you have to do sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't um you can't get into a state of flow sometimes mm-hmm. and um if if all the practice rooms are booked and you've only got an hour in your room it's difficult to get into a state of flow for only an hour because mm-hmm. you, i mean ideally i'd love to be in there for like you know four hours four I hours <laughs> I think I, I think I could push myself to about three and a half hours of solid focus and flow. Other than that, I begin to kind of lose my concentration a little bit. Really? Um, Do you feel like you've built that up over time? Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what did you yeah, start yeah. with? Just. Well, <laughs> uh, I built it up over the summer properly. Like, uh, uh-huh. well, I've been building up for a while, but but actively trying to build that up was this summer. So okay. I, because I had so much free time, I went right back to half an hour. I would, uh, so you wake up and you do half an hour. But mm-hmm. I said to myself, in this half an hour, I'm going to accomplish this. And I stopped. After half an hour, you stand up, you have a break, you have lunch, go play with your dog or go in the garden or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then an hour later, you come back and you do another half an hour. Uh-huh. And I do that maybe four times in a day. And I've done two hours. Mm-hmm. And it flies past. And then you build it up to an hour. And then you build up to two hours. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And that really is true. Uh-huh. And eventually, you don't even notice. And the timer goes and you go, oh, I actually kind of want to stay here for a bit longer. And so you uh-huh. do. <laughs> um, That's really interesting. Yeah, That's a good strategy. Lose, you just lose mm-hmm. yourself in it, really. Um, that's, I think that's one of the most important things to do. Just, you know, play something you love and get lost mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Just discover so many new things, you know, different rhythms that you've never come across or different harmonies uh-huh. or ways of playing or, you know, how the hell am I going to play that? That's so quick. And it's <laughs> figuring out, you know, splitting it into chunks, problem solving, mm-hmm. a bit of bit of logic here and there. You know, it's great. Just mm-hmm. discover new things. And then mum mum always told me, I remember I was learning mm-hmm. lists, Liebestrom 3, okay. um, <laughs> uh, a couple of years ago. And I said to mum, I can't play this cadenza. It's so difficult. And she went, it's only difficult until you can do it. And then once you do it, uh-huh. it's not difficult. So I went, right, okay, I'm going to split this cadenza into chunks. So uh-huh. I'm going to split it into eight notes, eight notes, eight notes. And I'll learn these eight notes. And then I'll learn the next one. And then I'll put them together. And then eight to 12, put that together. And I went, mom, I can play it. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and so she, it, it really is difficult until, until it's not. And uh-huh. then, once it's not difficult anymore, you feel like such a better pianist. You feel like, oh my God, I've really accomplished this. Something that <laughs> seemed so far away is, is within my grasp and I can really mm-hmm. do it. It's brilliant. Brilliant feeling. Mm-hmm. I think What's the humans that? always... Oh, go ahead. Go on. No, go okay. ahead. Uh, I, said, I was going to say, I think that humans always need something to 
be aspiring towards you know i think mm. if someone isn't constantly trying to do something to improve themselves you know they mm. just can't for me it seems like you're then just kind of floating without a real purpose i think humans need to feel constant achievement and discovery and learning mm-hmm. and growing yeah. but not, i'm not talking about music i'm talking about life in general maybe uh-huh. you're learning a new language uh-huh. or you're discovering something else about mm-hmm. you you know you always need to be learning something new it's otherwise mm-hmm. i mean what are you doing really yeah that's very <laughs> yeah. philosophical so what mm-hmm. is there somebody that you're aspiring to younger me would give you a list of pianists that i love uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I don't. I don't want to be the next Horowitz or the next Mother Agarich. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, I think I'm very individual to them, and I want to be the best version of me that I can be. I'm not going to be the next Horowitz or Agarich. I'm going to be yeah. the next me. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> you know, I have something to say, and I'm going to work so that people can hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there, there are people that inspire me, but in mm-hmm. terms of what I want to be. I could only speak for myself and what I want to achieve and the mm-hmm. person I want to be when I'm older. Yeah. Everyone is different. Is there like a vision or anything that inspires you to be the best you that you can be? Like, do you picture yourself performing at a, I don't know, humongous auditorium in front of however many people or. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. I have, um, I have, you know, the images in my head of, of what I'd like to achieve uh, so the pieces that I dream to play, the big, difficult concertos uh-huh. um, for everyone in the audience, for my family, for everyone that's never really doubted me as well. I'm very much <laughs> like that, I think. Uh-huh. If, if, ever you, if ever you doubt me, I'll prove you wrong. You know, that kind of. And uh, all, after all the hard work in, and years of, of dedication, I think mm-hmm. afterwards being able to stand up, you know, drenched in sweat, having given these people an amazing experience <laughs> and to say, I've, I've achieved what I wanted to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and for me, I like to think that's only step one. Um, mm. After that, <clears throat> what can I begin to compose that, mm. that that stays? So after I'm gone, you know, long after I'm gone, what what did I make that mm. stays here that people can play? What can I compose? You know, a legacy that I leave behind as well, mm-hmm. not just performances that I give, you know, kids that I've taught, ways of teaching that I've passed down, you know, I think being a being a pianist is only is only the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. Have you started composing? Like, Have you started composing anything yet? Uh, I've written a few pieces, um, not in a long time. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in a bit of a writer's block at the moment. I don't feel like, a, well, let's put it this way. Um, <laughs> Richter said, "Why." why well he composed music he's a mm-hmm. russian pianist for those who, who don't know and he, he did compose uh-huh. and i think i think it was when asked why he didn't play them or publish them he said why add to all the bad music in the world mm-hmm. and at the moment i feel like uh <laughs> i don't really have anything oh sorry about that it's okay <laughs> uh i you know i don't really feel like i have anything to add just yet in terms of composing i think my playing is my center focus mm-hmm. um <clears throat> The composing will come with time. It's not something I'm really worried about. I'll study it, and then one day something will happen maybe, and I'll just sit down and I'll just start writing. Uh, mm. I'm not going to try and force anything to happen. I think, you know, I just kind of let it happen as it comes. Mm-hmm. I like that approach. Mm. But back to practicing, I just got to ask, how many hours do you feel like you're logging in <clears throat> weekly? I'm logging in weekly. I've never really thought mm-hmm. about this. Uh, yeah. So 
usually I'm in 10.30. If -hmm. I haven't got lessons at nine, I'll be in at about 10.30 on average. Mm -hmm. And I leave about half 11. Um, And in that, uh, I will be in about six hours in a room. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm looking to to up that. Uh, I can't focus for too long at the moment. And I think if you can't focus and your mind is playing, just stop. So maybe mm-hmm. I think at a push, I'll stay for in, the, in a room for about six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so times that by seven <laughs> on average. 42 or hours maybe, a week. Um, I, I'd say so. Maybe a little bit less than that because here and there, you know, you can't. But at the moment, yes, roughly. That's a lot. It's not enough. <laughs> not enough? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it it should increase. I mean, but I like to do it, so it's not it's not a chore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when you, yeah, no, no, after you. Okay, so regarding practicing, you mentioned that sometimes your focus kind of strays away. Is there a technique mm-hmm. or anything that helps you get back to it? <laughs> I don't think so. No. <laughs> no, no. When it goes like, well, I you know maybe I'll go and like fill my water bottle up, mm-hmm. or go and get a sandwich or a cup of tea. Yeah. Uh, being the Englishman that I am, uh, <laughs> Englishman. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, not really. I mm-hmm. think my, my mind can only focus for so long, and then just slowly build it up. Uh, otherwise, you end up just becoming really tired and burnt out, and it's not nice. Have you dealt I, with burnout before? <clears throat> I have, I have, and I had to uh-huh. take a break. When was uh, the last over, time? When was last year? last year just uh-huh. overworking myself uh just crazy amounts really overworking myself mm-hmm. to a point where my body couldn't handle uh not oh, enough wow. rest and eventually okay. i just i needed a break um mm-hmm. because it wasn't really enjoyable you know you're always yeah. kind of sluggishly walking around to your next lesson and then you're like oh, i've got to play let me just progress right okay uh-huh. and it's not nice to be in that in that kind of space so i bet you know the thing about Elon Musk? No. What did, okay, what did I always, he say or do? It's not the thing, but I always kind of think about that. When he was, I don't know for how many years, like probably 10, when he was just developing all of his projects, he would sleep for four hours a day. He would get up, he would work, and then he would like roll under his table and go to sleep. <laughs> and I was thinking about it, and I just, I can't imagine how, you know? Uh, well, I think some people are just like that, really. They're just absolute monsters. It, 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 as a compliment. <laughs> um, I, I know some famous pianists that only sleep for about four hours as well and for them it's enough uh, and then oh. they get up and start working again uh-huh. I personally can't do that I think I need about 10 hours minimum uh, to function normally um, but I, I need them a lot uh-huh. oh yeah I'd love I'd love a good 10 hours sleep <laughs> I don't know in a long time please <laughs> please <laughs> Wow. Um, mm. uh-huh. How do you also um, feel? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Okay. And then also, I always think about Michael Phelps. Do you know about the story, I guess, with him? I don't know. Really? What did he do? Okay. What did he do? I mean, so... I, know, I, I think <laughs> he, he swims, doesn't he? He does. What is he? <laughs> yeah. I think he's working on that, right? Yeah. Just starting right. out. Yeah, yeah. Just starting out. Yeah, he's all right. Bit, okay. <laughs> so what but... did he do? When he was preparing for the Olympics, because he set himself a goal of winning the most amount of medals, right? He was training three times a day 
for mm-hmm. three years without ever taking a break. Like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you had a fever or whatnot. And I just think about that no excuse mindset. And I'm like, honestly, so inspired, but I don't know if I could ever execute it for three years, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, no one said it was ever easy. Of course, mm-hmm. it's not easy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, had a, I have a friend actually, um, he's a swimmer uh-huh. and he swims in the Great Britain team. Oh, really? Uh, so he's hoping to go to the Olympics as well. Uh-huh. Um, he's a good friend of mine. Uh-huh. And he missed training because he was ill. Mm-hmm. And he used to wake up in the morning at six, he would train, he'd have lunch, he'd train again, then he'd yeah. do his schoolwork and then he'd have dinner and he'd train again. So he did uh-huh. what Michael Phelps does. Yeah. And he told me that if, if, for him, if he misses one day, he goes two, two days back. Uh-huh, I've heard of that. Yeah, so he can't miss a day because otherwise he loses two days of work. Mm-hmm, momentum. Yeah, and I think for him getting into a routine was good as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, what he says is true. If you miss a day, then that's it. it's a day wasted. It's a day where you've not practiced and your body doesn't get used to it anymore. And so you have mm-hmm. to kind of reset again. Yeah. And it just takes longer and longer. You have to really keep knuckling down and going at it. Mm-hmm. Um isn't there a quote for piano or not piano specific, but music practice? It's like, if I don't practice for one day, I hear, if I don't practice for two days, my wife hears, or like my family hears. And if I don't practice for three days, my teacher hears, or maybe it's like a week. Have you heard of that? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, mean, I, I know that if, if, if I don't practice for, for three days, my teacher will know. I know that uh-huh. much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, other than that, I've not heard of the No, no. I don't really think that we have... Well, I'm sure we do, but not, not mm-hmm. to my knowledge anyway. Any mm-hmm. quotes that are similar to that. Um, just keep chipping away. Just, uh, I think any, any progress is progress. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you've got a busy day where you can't focus and you only do an hour, that's an hour more than you would have done if you didn't practice, mm-hmm. I think. So any little bit you can do will, you know, inch you a little bit closer to your final destination. Great film. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good approach i really like it yeah i think i think you have to be with with anything um you can't well uh, you can't really half-ass anything otherwise mm-hmm. i don't think you'll get there and especially in, in terms of music the industry mm-hmm. and the standards that people expect of you are so high because yeah. i feel like <clears throat> uh heights of pianism have reached 100 years ago mm-hmm. but for some reason it's still getting higher um, uh-huh. And you have you have prodigies now that are learning absolutely everything in a week, and they can play anything in their hands like lightning, wow. and they play with orchestras. Uh-huh. And their memory is incredible. So you have to work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to work that hard because everyone is incredible these days. So mm-hmm. how do you differ yourself? You have to put that extra work in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I won't lie. It is. I, I do think it's one of the most difficult things in the world to do. Uh-huh. Um, but the reward for the work you put in is also one of the best things. Mm-hmm. It's two it's two extremes. You could go a very simple route, not work hard and not achieve much. Or you could have, you know, really tough academic work, really push yourself as a person, followed mm-hmm. by extreme rewards and everything you want in life. Uh-huh. And that sounds a lot more exciting to me uh-huh. than the, the standard follow one route, same as everyone else. If you have a dream, never, never too late. You're not going to be mm-hmm. a certain age to do something, or he would tell you you're too old to do this. Yes, it's bullshit, really. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you I can love do this anything little... at any age. 
I love this pep talk because for me, it's still the morning. So I'm like getting ready for the day with this, you know, oh, motivating you. Yeah, the sun's coming up. This is brilliant. You finish this, you'll be feeling like, right. Another one of you runs in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But regarding the environment at Leeds Conservatory, do you feel like it is very growth stimulating? Yes. Yeah. I do. On average, I'm going to say yes. I think, uh-huh. of course, it depends on the individual and their needs. But as a whole, yeah. Leeds Conservatory, especially uh, compared to other conservatories, is very, they try to be very diverse, very mm-hmm. encouraging of everyone else, really supportive. Yeah. And they actively do it and it, it does help. Um, mm-hmm. Some people need to feel really encouraged. They need lots of people around them to help them. This yeah. place offers that and this place has that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a little bit different. I like to I like to kind of a lot of the time I like to be alone mm-hmm. when I do things. So I get that here as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it does a company for everyone, is that the right word to use? Yeah. Factors no, for everyone's works. needs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Accommodate mm-hmm. everybody. But That's regarding the word I was looking for. Comedy. Regarding your peers and whatnot, is there somebody that really inspires you by their work ethic or their mindset or someone that one of my friends that I study with? I mean anyone, just anyone you know. Just like yeah. the hardest working person that you can think of. Can you think of someone? Yes. Yes, I can. In fact, I can see him from here. He's a little bit of a rival to me. Um <laughs> uh, Wait, he's who? on mm-hmm. You don't have to name well, names, but is he like in your class? He's not in my class, but he's in the year below me. But um, uh-huh. we joined at the same year. He did foundation. He's a little bit of a rival to me in the sense, but he's also oh. quite good. Well, uh-huh. we're not good, but we're trying to work hard to be you know, much better. And he pushes me to do that. Uh, so if I'm late into conservatoire, he'll be like, where are you? Why are you late? Uh-huh. Or he'll tell me, I've done three hours, so how many have you done? And I go, well, if that's the case, <laughs> I've got to do more than you. So uh, I'm a very competitive person. And so I like uh-huh. uh, a healthy competition is what mm-hmm. it is and he inspires yeah. me because i know that he's working hard and mm-hmm. so i have to do the same as well because otherwise quite frankly he deserves what i want more than me and i can't mm-hmm. allow that to happen that's really interesting that's just competition going on yeah but like a good good amount of competition a good amount yeah nothing nothing unhealthy um mm-hmm. no 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 okay I, have you watched the movie whiplash i love it I love <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you feel like that just because that, that's an example with the drummer, right? So, do you feel yeah. like that is something that could happen in the music conservatory environment? Someone really pushing themselves to an unhealthy kind of standard to really achieve what they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I reckon I do that. I've I've already kind of made that pact with myself. I am mm-hmm. very much willing to go over the edge to achieve what I want. I've made that pact to myself already. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm struggling to, to make it happen. Uh, my mm-hmm. organization skills aren't great, but I am slowly mm-hmm. but surely getting there. And I will, and I will. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will get there and I will push myself incredibly hard uh-huh. um, to, to reach the top. But for so, Whiplash, yeah. there's a teacher, like the, the drum teacher. He's mm-hmm. very intense, for lack of a better word. So do you That's a little like, bit of an understatement. <laughs> no, for sure. I just don't know what other word to use. <laughs> <laughs> I call him violent, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. But are there any, if you just take away all of the direct violations <laughs> of ethics in his teaching mm. and just keep the intensity, is there a professor or um, a music teacher you can think of that is as intense? No, but I'd like to meet him if there is one. 
Really? Um, yeah, I feel like I don't need someone that is going to hold my hand while I do it. I need uh-huh. someone that is quite strict. Uh-huh. Uh, and I like that because they're not afraid to push me. And they'll, and they'll say, what you're doing is wrong. Very simply wrong. Again, again, come on. I know you can do it, but they'll push me hard to get there. I, need, I think I need that. Uh-huh. So like a stricter, a stricter yeah. way of teaching. Uh-huh. I think for, for younger kids, I think you need someone inspiring. Uh-huh. I think if you want to study music and you're at conservatory level and you really want to be pushed, I think you need uh-huh. someone that's going, that's going to push you. Uh-huh. Um, because it forces you to get into a mindset, not of panic, but of extreme kind of, it's a little bit stressful. And uh-huh. it is, um, you have to work to impress your teacher, otherwise you know you're going to be in trouble kind uh-huh. of thing. Um, uh-huh. And that it, it does push you. Uh, yeah, that's it. Mm. Do you have a specific goal that you refer to when thinking when thinking about being pushed and whatnot? Mm. Because, like, for me, I want to hold the biggest concert in the world. Like, I know it's a goal that's really far away. Yeah, I know probably. this. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I feel like it just kind of helps keep me focused. As far away as it is, I think it's plausible, you know. And mm. I I could set certain steps to achieve it. So, do you have anything like that? Yeah, I do. I said, I, I mentioned earlier with, with the playing the pieces that I want to play before uh-huh. I play my own pieces in, yeah. front of a, in front of a huge audience, you know, knowing that for myself, for the people listening, for my family, okay, um, it's, it's being able to stand up after I've played, you know, mm-hmm. really, you know, taking all the applause, knowing everyone is so proud of me. Mm-hmm. I've really done something really good with my life. Do you have the specifics that of that figured out? Like the place where it's going to be, how many people exactly? What date ah, is it going to be? On? Yeah, that's what uh, I wonder. Uh-huh. Have I, no, not the place yet. I think, uh, okay. should we say the Royal Albert Hall? I think mm-hmm. it'd be a nice place. The Royal, <laughs> we'll say Royal Albert Hall. I love to okay. play. Um, and of course, it'd be the Rack 3, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and with my family in the audience. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it, really. Okay. Yeah, I've not thought too much about it. I know. I just, I have the image of it. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you ever visualize or use, you know, visualization techniques? In my practice? Sure. Yeah. Or just throughout your life. <clears throat> but especially for music. Uh, I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if I know what piece of music looks like, I can see it in my head. It helps you to memorize mm-hmm. if that's what you're asking. Yeah. Yeah, what yeah. about in regards to your goal? Like, do you ever visualize yourself playing those pieces in front oh, of? Oh yeah, oh percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah when, <laughs> I, when I listen when I listen to the music as well, it uh-huh. gets to a certain point I like in the piece, and maybe I've watched the piece of music so many times that I know what the hands look like. I mm. know what he's really? saying. I can imagine myself sitting there, <laughs> and I can imagine you know the conductor conducting. Mm-hmm. With the audience looking, the, the, the nervous audience going, oh, it's a really difficult bit coming up. <laughs> and I'm there, kind of complete focus, up and down the piano kind of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can visualize all of that. Mm. Okay. But speaking Definitely. of concerts and performances, you attend a lot, obviously. Or you have in the past, right? Not a lot, no. Or like I'm some. Going to some, yeah, yeah. Have you watched any really good pianists play? Yes, the Leeds competition, the Leeds International Piano Competition was on uh-huh. a few weeks ago. And I went to a few performances of the second round. Uh-huh. Um, some people drew me in from the very, very first note. There yeah. was a woman who played in the competition. 
And um, very sadly, she didn't get through to the final. And from, I think she played Schumann. And mm-hmm. from her very first note, I was instantly like, oh my God. Really? Really drew me in. There, there was none of the whole like crazy, like lang- lang- crazy expressions, facial, mm-hmm. you know, contortions <laughs> or whatnot. Uh-huh. <laughs> very, and she just played so beautifully. I absolutely uh-huh. loved it. And I went to the finals as well. Mm-hmm. And there was people who played Beethoven concertos, played Rachmaninoff theme one, Paganini. Uh, they played Bartok, and oh, it was beautiful. And I, because I was quite close to the piano, I could see them play, see the concentration, see the musicians. Loved mm-hmm. it, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've forgotten the question that you asked me. What did you ask me? Well, on the bad, because that's the good side of a performance, right? But mm. on the more negative side, rather, do you ever hear when people are just off? Like, how oh, often yeah. do you hear that? Yeah. I'm not going to name any names, but it was... No, it don't, was don't. The, No, of course not. But it, it was the final <laughs> of the competition. Mm-hmm. And it, I, for me, it was very noticeable, the people that were really in the zone and the people that were not in the zone. Because mm-hmm. I think for anyone listening who doesn't play the piano, um, I can't explain why, but you can make... You really can make the piano sing and you can play a chord or a note, and you can uh-huh. almost see the note fly out the piano and reach every corner of the room. Uh-huh. And there are other people that play, and it sounds quite monotone. And for me, I can just I can tell that. Mm-hmm. Quite a dry sound, or you have mm-hmm. someone that plays a, a chord, and it just bounces off absolutely everything, and it's really uh-huh. magical, reaches yeah. everyone. And you can tell, you can tell. And there uh-huh. were some people there that just, I think um, everyone has bad days. I think it was unfortunate for them to have a bad day then because mm-hmm. there was a clear difference between the people whose sound just kind of shot through me mm-hmm. and the sound of the people who just died short. How do you make the piano sing? That is so fascinating. I, I've heard of it, I feel like, but I just not like this. Um, very recently, I think I was mm-hmm. able to get into myself into a, a state where I played something that I, I felt for me was so, so good. But I've only ever done it once or twice. I had to call my mom afterwards and say, I think I've just discovered something here with different technique with my shoulders, my back. And I said, uh-huh. it sounded incredible. It really did. And I'm, I'm synesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I see with, not see with colour. Of course, everyone sees with colour. But think, <laughs> thinking of music in terms of colour. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a B major is purple. Or E yeah. major is green, for example. And... Uh-huh. I, I've never really seen much like yellow or bright yellow, but for when I was playing, it was I was almost in like a meditation state when I was playing. I was told to give it a try, should we say? You know, this technique gets like a, a state of flow, meditation. Yeah, yeah. And I just began to play my pieces slowly, uh-huh. and then I would speed them up very gently. And I was making this sound that I was just—I I kind of remember having a bit of a smile coming because I was like what I'm making I really I, I I'm not I'm not being arrogant at all or cocky I really felt uh-huh. that 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 one time it was it was very magical I was completely alone just in my music you know focused and it was it really was brilliant and I was beginning to see you know yellow maybe a little bit of gold with my music as opposed to seeing you know blue green red I've not uh-huh. seen much yellow and for me I think I associate yellow with like a light Yellow is like a bright light. It's like a, it's a very kind and easy color. It's very yeah. easy going. It's like there are no stresses, no pressure. It's the way I see it anyway. Uh-huh. And I just felt like I was able to reach that once. Um, 
doesn't doesn't always happen, of course. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there are times where I, I play and it just sounds like I'm just smacking the keyboard. <laughs> smacking um, the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, no, I, I am working on that. Um, mm-hmm. And it does make a difference. And it's a great feeling afterwards. Mm-hmm. Just you know, to play wish... a note and feel that it goes each corner of the room, it shoots through you. It's like a very pure sound. And mm-hmm. it is possible. I mean, of course, technically speaking, it doesn't really, the only thing that matters is the speed that you play the note. Uh-huh. But the or, or press the key down rather, but there is a kind of there is a, an unspoken magic to, to playing that you can really bring out with time and effort, and, you know, energy. And mm-hmm. I don't know how it works, but it does work. And I yeah. will argue any I will argue with anyone until the day I die that mm-hmm. there is a magic to that. I wish you would share your playing more. Oh. Okay, well, Alex just left the meeting for some reason. I'm not sure why. Something probably must have happened technically. But personally, I found that description to be absolutely fantastic and so beautiful. Very enticing, for sure. Um, So what I was saying, I was cut off, is that I wish he would share his playing more on his Instagram or just wherever, because I'm so ready to listen. Anyway, that is the end of the first guest episode. I really hope that you enjoyed listening. Thank you so much, Alex, for coming. I would tell this to you in person, like over Zoom, but you're not in the meeting. So anyway, I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I hope everybody has a wonderful rest of their day. Bye.